How will the playoff races shake out? What is the future of Derrick Rose? Should the Pelicans trade Boogie Cousins? The only question left is, say it with me, you win. Hey sports fans, Coach Nick here and welcome to the B-Ball Breakdown Podcast. Uh, I am pleased to bring on the member of the B-Ball Breakdown family, James Hollis. Otherwise known as uh, Snotty Drippin', it used to be Snotty Drippin' on, on Twitter. Now you are simply just uh, James Hollis. No, 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 Coach. Coach, I went back to Snotty Drippin'. You I had did? enough of that Jay. Ho- I had enough of that Jay Hollis hoops crap. Oh, forgive me. I, you know what? I, I don't even realize it. Uh, you did. I, did. I just saw that. You know, they knew the new uh, tweet deck is different, and that the handle is smaller. So, yeah, okay, hey, Coach, you got like you got several hundred thousand followers, whatever it is. So I, I know you don't. The like the peons like me, you can't keep track of us. I'm a hey. peasant like me. I get it. Hey, I, I am stuck in my mentions. Is definitely or my notifications. But that, but that said, you are in there uh, every day, all day. So uh, <laughs> don't worry about that. Uh, but of, I got to bring my horde of uh, Russ supporters with me every day. Yeah, we gotta we gotta try to make you honor and respect the Brody. Oh, it's an armed uh, Brody <laughs> horde without question, and I'm not even sure I can handle talking about him right now. However, I'm sure he'll come up if we're talking a little bit about the playoffs because they are in the thick of it uh, as well as some other teams. So, uh, you know, wh- let's let's start in the West. What are your thoughts here on how this this Western Conference playoff race is shaping up? Um, I, I feel it's almost kind of like we all kind of feared beginning. Uh, Golden State's playing really well right now, and they don't even have Kevin Durant. When Kevin Durant gets back and starts taking McCaw's minutes and Iggy's minutes, it's, it's going to be even worse. For the league, it's going to be worse. For them, it'll be better, of course. So um, uh, I, don't, I don't believe in the Clippers. Uh, the Spurs, I don't know if they have another playoff gear, as we've seen in years past. I, I, don't, I think this is about playing as well as they can. Um, and Houston, I think, is the wild card this year. So it's going to be a really good playoff. Yeah, I think so. And I feel like um, the, the, the Warriors are in this weird position where they picked up uh, uh, Matt Barnes to cover for the KD injury. And as soon as KD comes back, it's like going to be a really nice luxury to have that guy coming off the bench for like even like 10 minutes a game or 12 minutes a game. And that, that's, it's almost like they're, they're even better now for that uh, as long as KD can come back. And I, I haven't even looked recently. I, I saw him working out. It looked like he looked pretty good. Uh, have you heard any other news about when he's coming back? I think the plan is to bring him back Saturday, so he has three games left. And, you know, I think they're not too worried about Portland, obviously. So, uh, you know, that's going to be basically his time to get back, ramp back up. So, and like you said, man, with Matt Barnes and Iggy coming off the bench, that team is like, it, it's almost unfair. Right. Well, you know, what's unfair is also that, that Nurkic got hurt for Portland because he probably could have done some damage against uh, Zaza and JaVale. For sure. Um, he made them a complete different team. Uh, the Portland we saw with Nurkic was not the Portland we saw in the first half. And I, sure, it, it, he definitely increased their chances. Now, I'm not saying that even with Nurkic, they had a chance to beat uh, Golden State. But he, he would have gave them a, a better puncher's chance, right? And so without him, as we see, they're struggling. They've lost two in a row. And uh, they're still in a playoff battle, really, with uh, Denver. So that that really – injuries suck. Injuries stink. We hate to see it. And, yeah, it definitely takes the luster off that first-round series. Well, it does. It's too bad. But you know what? There are plenty of other series that I think we're going to look forward to for the first time ever in the East. Uh, I mean, just before we get there, it looks like, you know, I'm not so sure I'm intrigued as much by the bottom bracket in the West. It just seems to me like, yeah, the Clippers, oh, you know, what is the root of our, our ennui with the Clippers? Why, why don't we seem to get excited about them? Is that how you pronounce that word? I thought it was NUI. 
So thank oh. you for teaching me that. Um, no, my my pleasure. I, I mean, as far as I know, it's ennui. But uh, anyway, <laughs> we'll have to get some well, French I, people Well, I think here. it's um, a couple things. And I actually just wrote about this for our, our, our distinguished site over at BYU Breakdown. You can find it, the irrelevant Blake Griffin. But Blake is the symptom. He's not the actual uh, root of the problem. Um, it's funny because Doc talked about this two years ago. Two summers ago, he talked about how their team was very close to approaching its expiration date with the core. I think that team, um, when you have a core of, of talent, once you get past three, four years and you're just banging your head against that ceiling, it's not like Golden State where they already had success or Cleveland where they've had success and now they're just trying to keep it going. I, I, it, it can become stale. I think we saw that in OKC. It took a long time in OKC for it to happen, but it happened. And I think there's, we've seen that in Cleveland where they kind of uh, – they, they just uh, – the chemistry just doesn't seem right. And the parts uh, – the synergy is not right. It's not adding up to one plus one plus one equal equaling three. It's, it's actually a diminishing return. Um, Blake's not being maximized. I think Chris Paul's uh, attitude kind of grates on everybody, and we're we're seeing that on the court and and reflecting. I think they uh, they are something like since the All Star break, they're like twelve and nine or twelve and ten, and they're all healthy and playing. So it's showing. They're just. They're just I think it might be time for them to move on from somebody in that core. Uh, I agree, and then that you have to rely on Doc to be able to make some sort of moves, or they're simply going to lose. I believe Reddick could walk. Uh, I think CP3 can walk. Uh, that's going to be an interesting you know, offseason for them. The only Blake problem can walk too. Yeah, Blake can opt out and, this summer too, I believe. Yeah. Oh, right. And so the only thing I find interesting about that is that you know they had key injuries throughout these years that really kind of you know hid whether or not we could find out what they could do. And it's the same thing with OKC. They had the same issue, and they ended up just pulling the plug anyway for it because uh, of, of well, actually that's not true. Durant left, but nonetheless. Um, they that that's the, the the thing that leaves us kind of wanting, right? We never we never got to see these guys before they got sick of each other, <laughs> before mm-hmm. kind of got whatever and and fully healthy, uh, which is kind of thought why the Clippers this was going to be the year, right? They were going to be healthy and they kind of had those issues. But you're right, it's just like uh, there's a cloud uh, over them, like like Linus. Is it Linus in the in Peanuts? Uh, with the, the cloud following them, I, I don't remember. Oh, you're a pig pen. Pig pen. Oh, He's okay. a dirty guy with the clock. But I think we saw them healthy two years ago against the Rockets, right? They beat San Antonio. Yeah. They were up three. They're, you know, I think they were, yeah, up three, they, two they on the Rockets. Yeah. Chris Paul came back and he was his minutes were back up to normal. And, you know, there were there were 15, 15 minutes away, up 19 from going to the Western Conference Finals. Yeah. And they they frittered it away and they lost the next they lost that game and they lost the next two. So, yeah. I mean, it is what it is, right? right. And by the way, they, they lost uh, they, uh, that game five was James Harden was on the bench. Yes. And and, uh, and down 19 and they still came back with uh, Corey Josh- Brewer and Corey Brewer and Josh Smith yeah. somehow overcame uh, Blake Griffin and Chris Paul. If only it there was like the place you could go to watch some video analysis of games like that. Um Oh, wait, there is. That's right. Uh, yes. Wait, hold, we, coach, uh, let me guess. Let me guess. Is it B-Ball Breakdown? It, it is. Yes. So uh, let's keep giving ourselves some more love. I love it. Um, you know, it's always great to have, you know, a member of the family on the show where we can kind of just trade links back and forth for everything we're writing. In <laughs> um, which, by the way, if you're not over on bballbreakdown.com, Every day you have to be because Jesse Blanchard, our editor in chief, is doing some amazing stuff over there. James is killing it, and they do also. I mean, we do. I, I can't even describe how many different kind of t- uh, types of content we do. I love it when we when you get together with other guys and do like a roundtable. Those are the best. We got some playoff ones coming, and I want to give a shout out to Adam Spinella and uh, our guy uh, Brian Toporek for the job they've been doing lately. They've been killing it. The Coach's Corner and uh, Brian's Breakdown, Vivek Jacob's Breakdown. Uh, So, yeah, all you guys watching, I'm the worst of the bunch. We got some really smart guys that would be more breakdown. Make sure you stop in. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, let's move over to the Eastern Conference because – 
I, I kind of feel like we're finally going to get multiple series that are interesting this year early, whereas we hadn't in the past. But you're shaking your head. I don't know. You, you, you want to rumble? I just think the bottom half of the East is such a mess that even though, you know, they're they're battling for the to strap in at the six, seven, eight kind of thing. I don't think Cleveland well, the way Cleveland looks now, I, I don't think they'll lay that in the first round. So I don't think they're scared of Miami. Uh I really like the Pacers and Paul George and that 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 classic showdown they just had the other day with with uh my with Cleveland was great, but we know that that's the thing with Indiana right now. They they win one, lose one. So they've been a five hundred team all year. And I don't know once LeBron gets his team to lock in, I don't I don't think they're really too worried about the Pacers. Um, I think there'll be some interesting series because you know, everyone besides, uh, well, every team in the in the East has question marks right now. So sure, it, it's, it'll be compelling. Yeah, I mean, maybe the first round will be kind of like whatever, but then you know, certainly the top half of that draw, one through four, we should get some. That, that should be some epic stuff. I mean, I think the only question mark I have right now is if Lowry is going to come back and if his wrist is going to be. Wait, he hasn't come back yet, right? Lowry is actually back today. He comes back today. His first game will be today. So um, he has a few games to get himself back in shape. Uh, they are right now with the three seed. So they would be playing either the Bulls or like the Pacers. Yeah. Uh, yep. So the the, uh, the Hawks, they'd be playing in the oh, first round. Are the Hawks six right now? That's right. Milwaukee jumped up to fifth, I think. So, yeah. yeah. So um, I, I, I don't think anybody's scared of the Hawks, and they, they probably shouldn't be. I, right. I, realize, I, I think Toronto might be the, the Cavs in the East. I want to talk about our friends over at Blue Apron. They deliver fresh, high-quality ingredients, and trust me, they make a big difference. When my wife compliments me on making pork chops and miso butter with bok choy and marinated apple, don't get me wrong, I'll take all the credit, but it's really Blue Apron's simple, easy-to-follow instructions. You can customize the menu to fit your taste and schedule, and it's affordable. At less than 10 bucks per person per meal, you'll be... You'll be making savory dishes like vegetable chili and baked sweet potatoes with crispy tortilla strips. It's the equivalent of hitting a game-winning three in the defender's face every time you fire up your stove. So head over to blueapron.com slash coachnick and you'll get your first three meals free with free shipping by simply typing in that simple URL, blueapron.com slash coachnick. I'm telling you, this is a game changer. Right now, well, yeah, I mean the Hawks have a real problem because with Millsap out, I mean we kept kind of saying Dave and I on our podcast were saying like they could actually drop out of the playoffs, and you know they're, they're two games up of the ninth spot, you know with very few games left. So it doesn't I don't know, it's tough. It looks like they'll probably hang on, but uh, then the Heat, I thought the Heat were a lock to make it into the eighth or seventh spot. They're a half game behind both seventh and eighth, but it's like I don't know. Indiana seems like. I mean, the way they competed against the Cavs at least showed me something, and it feels like maybe, and then they won one since then. So, I don't know. Who do you think is going to make it between the Heat, the Patriots, and the Bulls? I feel like they're all battling to to like it's like a they're they're two they're being gentlemen. They all want to let everybody else get in front of them. Like nobody really <laughs> wants they're going to back into the playoffs. Um, I, I want to say exactly. I, I want to say the Pacers just because I think Paul George is that good, and right now he's rolling. Since the All Star break, he's been averaging almost uh, I think twenty eight and seven. Shooting, shooting the shooting the blood out of the ball. So I want to say him just having can can really turn things around. Um, the, the Bulls don't. The Bulls just lost to the Knicks, and the Knicks are trying to lose. You right. know, and so <laughs> it, I, I hope the Bulls don't get in because um, they just it's just it's just ugly basketball at the bottom there. So if I'm if you if you made me pick six, seven, and eight, I'd I'd want to see the Pacers. I'd want to see the Heat because the way the Heat have come back from that eleven and thirty record and. Um, 
Oh, can we can we take a mulligan on the other team? I don't know. Yeah, you you can. Hey, it's your <laughs> it's your world. I'm just living in it. You would really like. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. We'll have to see because I think I'm also being a little bit. Um, uh, whatever the word is for wanting the Heat to make it, just because that might be a little bit more interesting in the playoffs against the Cavs. Um, but then again, like we said, the Cavs, I just did a big breakdown on their defense, and everyone came out of the woodwork to yell at me saying, oh, every year they do this or whatever, but they haven't been this bad every year. And, Thank you. You know, and I'm like, great, flip the switch. Um, they go from, well, 27th since January 1st to what, like, 15th, 15th? Like 12th, like you know, how far yeah. can you flip that switch? Yeah, they like you, you. You called it. I I, talk, I talked about this on Twitter the other day. Where uh, they have every year, they've kind of swooned. Even when he, when uh, LeBron was with Miami, every year they would swoon a little bit. You know, dog days of the season, but they've never been this bad. I, I looked at it today, and since the New Year rolled over, since January first, the Cavs are twenty two and twenty. That's even people call, talking about LeBron for MVP right now. It's hard for me to say that when he's been a 500 team for you know half the season. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of tough. And everyone wants to point to the 2001 Lakers, who are ranked 22nd overall in defensive rating. But you're talking about Shaq and Kobe in their prime. Uh, there's right. nobody in their prime right now in the Cavs, right? right? LeBron's not in his prime. We can say that. No, right? he's in the tail end of his prime, and as good as he is, when he puts the pedal to the metal, I mean, is he still? You know, he's still past 30 and uh, hey just pointing at the exception doesn't make it the rule you know just because the lakers did it doesn't mean cleveland can do it we all we both know that you know most teams that are contenders are top 10 in you know uh top 10 in offensive and defensive rating not 27th so right and and they they, okay they're coming off of the all-time greatest comeback ever that no one's ever done in the finals before and having to have played like lebron no one's ever played that well in the finals in those last three games and any ever and now they're going to rely on just the same kind of historical precedent again in a, in a second year in a row. Like, I, that's, I just feel like the odds keep stacking up against you. And, you know, one little finger, you know, uh, sprain or an ankle tw- twist, it's like that's, that's going to be it. Um, so it doesn't feel good for, for certainly Cavaliers. And that just, then, then that means, you know, we're going to have probably Cavaliers, Wizards in the second round and, and Celtics Raptors. And how do we feel like that's going to shape up? I, I, I really like the Celtics Raptors matchup because I think uh, adding Ibaka and adding uh, PJ Tucker have made totally changed the dynamics there in Toronto. Um, I'm not too sure about the Wizards because I think they're they're still thin on the bench. I don't like Brandon Jennings as a you know to give him any responsibility. I do understand that Bogdanovich has been playing very well for the Wizards, but there's just still there's still such a thin bench. Um, and, and once guys can really once the playoffs start and they can key in on John Wall and Bradley Beal, let's see who else can really make things happen for the Wizards. But uh, the Toronto series gives me gives me pause and my Celtics fan. So I just think Toronto, if Lowry comes back and after that first round is really healthy, they're going to be a bear. They're going to be a, a matchup nightmare. They took two from Cleveland last year and they've improved the roster this year. So we'll see. And and Tristan Thompson's ailing right now, from what I understand. We're not sure. I don't know what the injury is exactly. But I know he's sitting. I think he's sitting, what, tonight or, you know, next couple games he's going to miss. So if Tristan Thompson's not 100%, that really uh, that makes that series really interesting. Okay, I got my conspiracy uh, hat on here. Uh, it's supposedly like a thumb injury. Now, normally I would say he had such a long Ironman streak, they wouldn't have screwed mm-hmm. with that for anything. Like they, they let him play, so it probably is legitimate. But he got into it with LeBron. And mm-hmm. when we heard it from Tyron Lue, as far as I can understand what he said about the coverage of that, I don't know if you saw that. You saw that when Paul George came around and pinned down and, and it sounded like it was LeBron's fault, uh, mm-hmm. and he, but he got, he got mad at Tristan Thompson anyway, and they got into it. Did they? 
is this is this LeBron punishing Tristan Thompson? I couldn't imagine. Wow, um, that's an interesting theory. Now, I guess I've been I've been following a lot of the Cavs Twitter guys, and they've been saying that something's not right with Tristan for a while. So maybe he really is hurt. Okay, but I mean, I don't think even is LeBron that petty. He would sit one of his teammates to to prove a point. I, I, they got they were they were it was face to face and it was they were you know it was on TV a little bit although the weird thing was is they had their thing and then all of a sudden he started going off and you can't really see you see LeBron appear behind him so he's not yelling at LeBron anymore I guess it was Tyron Lue uh, right. who he was yelling at and then but then you saw LeBron kind of yell at Tyron who was just clapping to be like hey hey whatever chill so there's a lot of problems and I think Windhorse is on the podcast today uh, on on. Uh, well, you know, the, another podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was saying that, like, there's no joy in the locker room. Again, just like there was when Black got fired. You start to wonder if it had anything to do with Blad or not. You know, it's funny. I actually, um, it's, it's a lot like how I feel about the Clippers, where you can just tell they're just, the, the, the spirit is just not good in that locker room. And I'm not saying I, I know that about the Clippers. Nothing firsthand. But just watching them, you don't feel like they, and I felt this about OKC last year before they went their separate ways with KD left. They felt like everything was a chore. Everything yeah. that there wasn't any even when they won, it was just more of a relief than just joy of playing. And look at Golden State, the teams that are really into it. Look at even uh, before Kyle Lowry got hurt. They, they just seem to really just, you know, the spirit of the game just really seems to be in those guys. So that's what kind of worries me. Uh, maybe maybe things aren't the greatest in Cleveland right now. And again, it doesn't necessarily matter. Like, you don't need to be best friend. You don't need to be smiling all the time and whatever. But I think it helps, <laughs> certainly in the, in the dog sure. season as we're getting ready for the playoffs. I, mean, I, could, I could get it if they were feeling this way, like, three weeks ago, right? Like in this mm-hmm. West. But now this is like the last five games. This is time. Like you should be getting, you know, geared up, high fiving and doing all the stuff in the locker room, whatever. And instead they won the game against the Pacers. It was a crazy double overtime. I mean, they probably were pissed that they ended up they couldn't finish them off a lot e- earlier. And they probably felt like they they should have lost the game, which, you know, could have been a possibility. So uh, but again, yeah, it's a tough thing, and that's that's one that should be on Lou, I guess, right? He's supposed to be the guy they brought in to to be the the upbeat guy or something. Well, and I mean, it's it, you know this is what I do, Coach. This is their year three of going to the finals. They played a lot of games together. They spent a lot of time together. So when things aren't going aren't, aren't going well, I mean, it must it's a slog. It's a real slog. So um, Le- I think LeBron's one of the best leaders we've seen in the NBA in a long time, as far as you know, getting his guys uh, in the right mindset. This is going to be his hardest challenge going to these playoffs to get guys. Hey, we're turning the page, fresh page. We start now. Don't worry about the rest of the regular season. We're, we're ready to win. we got to bring this championship home. And um, let's see, right? Let's see if he can reach these guys one last time. Because, you know, even like we say with coaches, their voices can start falling on deaf ears. Even the best player of his generation sometimes. I mean, hey, he's been riding these guys for two and a half, almost three years now. We'll see. Yeah, and the other issue is if they don't make it and Washington or Boston knocks them off, let's just say. Just, you know, who knows? It could happen. Well, that probably is it because – that's the kind of confidence and experience that these teams need deep into the playoffs to be able to continue a run. They're young. I mean, Boston's young, and they got a lot of you know talent there. And you know, Washington can easily go on a run too for several years. And um, you know, I would I, unless they did some blockbuster thing to bring up some more defensive presence in there to also complement their shooting. You know, and then we know that LeBron is. You know, this is this is he's crested. He's on the way down, and we've seen little signs, and we've also seen signs of like, oh my God, he still has it. But you know what I mean? This, this is it'll be really interesting to see what would happen if uh, if they don't quite make it. And it's you know, this is probably the first year we've really, I mean, anyone's been talking about it at all seriously. 
So my question is, as the hometown guy, um, and, you know, we, we would think, like, if they lose early, the spell's kind of broken. LeBron can't leave again, can he? And, you know, we know that Kyrie's under contract, Love's under contract. He can't leave again, can he? I mean, what, what do you – what? that'd be a – that's like the doomsday – I think he is uh, – he's too conscious of how he's uh, – of his – of not just his rep, his image. And, yeah, can you – I can't. I, I can't I mean, even fathom it. I, I, you know what? Yeah, could I see him looking around, going like, "F this, man! This, this ain't happening. It's not. It's not happening for me." Like, and he's like, I, "My body is killing me. My back is not holding out. This is it. I got it. You know." And this, this next year, I can already tell we're not going to make it. Whatever. Jeez, would he chase another ring? Like, I, I, you know, maybe. I guess then you have to figure out like where that would be. And, and, like, he probably wouldn't dare, you know, he wouldn't leave the East, right? He'd stay in the East, but um, would he dare do what Durant just did? And maybe he would because the precedent's there. Join I, have an alternate, I, have an, I have an alternate theory. I think that he would, you know, we know he's not the, the GM, wink, wink. Uh, I think <laughs> they'd package Kevin Love and maybe, you know, some other parts, pieces, and try to bring in someone else. I could see them trying to move on from Kevin Love because Kevin Love is the most expendable between uh, Kyrie and, and the yeah. rest of that roster. I could see him moving on and shaking with that roster and trying to bring in uh, some youth in the either power forward or another uh, wing. And, you know, LeBron will slide down the power forward more often. Um, I mean, we know that Paul George is on the block. I think he's, you know, he kind of wants to be on the move. I wow. think the same. I think the same. Hey, Paul Millsap. Paul Millsap could probably be had. So, I mean, that'd be a great fit. I think he'd be a better fit than Kevin Love, actually. So if they could engineer something and send Love down to Atlanta and get Millsap for, you know, max him out next year or whatever. Now the guy's Burrett max him out. I, I can see him trying to make a make some kind of roster move. Oh, and I'll do you one better. I guarantee you if they don't win the, the title this year, they, 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 love is gone. I guarantee it. There's no question. I mean, they, they will try their hardest. If they can't find a deal, it's not for lack of trying. And there, So there's no question Love will be on the block and probably be gone. You know what? That would probably be a deal that would help both. I think Love could operate well in um, Budenholder's system as well. So that's not a bad thing in, overall, in theory. But, um, but yeah, for sure. And if we're talking about love, I want to talk about the new thing that I love the most. And it's called Harry's Razors. A place to get high-quality razors to shave your face. The trial set came to my door in a cool package with shaving gel, four razors, an easy-to-hold handle, and an even cooler story about their founders, Jeff and Andy, who literally bought their own factory to make razors for two bucks a blade, half of what you'd pay when going through the hassle of driving to the drugstore, waiting for the dude to open up a special locked case, since I guess there's a black market for stolen razor blades or something, and that's if you even remembered to buy them while you're getting shampoo and soap and everything else. So head over to harrys.com slash coach Nick and you'll get their trial set for free. There's a small shipping fee and you'll get a truly great shave out of it and you'll always have that smooth shave and soft skin. That's harrys.com slash coach Nick to have all of your shaving needs delivered right to your door and you'll have a shave as smooth as a crossover step back pull up swish. Let me ask you about this because this came up on Twitter a lot. And, you know, I tend to, you know, when my antennas go up and I get into an argument or whatever, <laughs> a lot of times I'm like, I don't want to let it go. So we saw in uh, the Warriors-Wizards um, game at the very end, the shot clock was going to expire. It was a blowout at that point, or mm -hmm. the game was over. And rather than let the shot clock expire, they, you know, JaVale shoots a three in the corner and they push him over and uh, as if there's some honor code. I insisted that the honor code is you don't shoot it when the game clock is going to expire. But if it's the shot clock... Yeah, you just throw it up, whatever, and the game ends, you know, whatever. 
What's your take? <clears throat> My take is that unwritten rules and honor code are stupid. Um, I, I I do think the take is like just take the violation. Usually, if you're up double digits, whatever. I don't. But this is my thing. Uh, the teams that got mad. Uh, we also saw Toronto with with Lance uh, Stevenson's layup get all. They really kind of lost it. They they were livid. My thing is, you don't like it, stop them. You don't like to lose like that. You don't want to be disrespected. Then win the game. Yeah. And, and like, I don't think it irks you. It, it, you know, it breaks the code. There's no reason for that layup. But it's it's two points. What right. are you losing your mind for? Same thing with uh, shoving down uh, JaVale McGee. He's not going to make the three. Let him throw it up. Who cares? Right. Well, but by the way, we're talking about two different things. Lance. Right. Could have let the clock run out and not shot it. There was no shot clock issue, whereas JaVale there was. And so I I understand exactly why they were all upset at Lance. And it's because also it's Lance. It's, you know, it's him. So, but, you know, so I, I, and and part of me, like when I'm coaching at the the high school level, which I acknowledge is so completely different than what they do at the NBA. You know, if I'm down like that, I'm making my kids play all the way to the end. You better, which meant you better defend all the way to the end. And they didn't do that either. They didn't bother getting back. And so that when Lance put the layup in, um, so that's another thing. Like a lot of times you see them dribble the ball out because the defense is back and they're all standing around. They start hugging before the clock or whatever. Right. But they didn't do that either. So um, I don't know. I, so I, I guess my take would be you can't shoot it if the clock is if it's only the game clock expiring. But if it's a shot clock thing, then you, you get to shoot it there. I think that either one of them, yes. I think even if it's just, you just you just eat the shot clock violation and you know you're up 15, whatever doesn't matter. So I could see that point too. But my other point is like, just because you have these unwritten rules and you want people to you know don't disrespect you, well you're you're down 18, you already disrespect yourself. Right. You, know, you 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 already play bad basketball. What are you so upset about? Um. So I get it. Unwritten rules. I I think that it actually even shot clock. You're supposed to eat it, but at the same time, if they don't eat it, that's not on them. That's on you for losing the game. Right now, so you're saying that you should eat it. They all do eat it, and everyone's yelling at me. Everybody does that. They all take the shot clock violation. Well, our good buddy Eric Apricot over on Twitter did a search just ah. for 2017 alone and found that numerous instances where they all took a shot before the shot clock went off. In fact, they found that the Wizards did it. Uh, they uh-huh. took a shot, uh, and he tweeted out, and he had the, the video and everything. And so it's all of a sudden, it's like, you know, and I had I, my, my like, mind's eye was telling me, you know what, they take this shot before the shot clock. That's how I thought about it. And he came up with multiple instances just this year alone in the 2017 calendar year of teams doing it. So it turns out that everybody takes the shot before that, or like most people do. And so this notion that they don't was also erroneous, which makes me feel good because I, I, I felt that way, and then I could actually point it out with some, some real fat or I couldn't Eric could thank you Eric if you're out there um, for doing that so all of a sudden it turns out that like this code uh, you know it doesn't it's, really it's exist. bogus it's bogus and it's yeah. and again it's silly because you know their, their egos hurt and they they it's the machismo is so silly you know like you, they weren't going to hit Lance Stevenson what are you yelling in his ear for? yeah, yeah right, right what are you doing the game's over and you know I see people saying that's good no it's silly and, and it's, it's just they're selling wolf tickets it doesn't matter Right, right. It doesn't matter. But uh, it really interesting stuff, how that, how that played out. And then back-to-back, pretty much. I just got a little bit concerned because, you know, the guy's in the air shooting. You know, you know it's not that high. And you give right. him a good push. You know, like, it's like, dirty. It's Bush League. It's dirty. Yeah, it is. You, you could you hurt, could, you know. You never know. You could land funny, and that's it. Hurt his back, hurt his whatever, and that's it. He's out. And that's, you know, that, that's, that's not okay. <laughs> not, not at all. So, well, who do you think is going to win this game tonight between the or actually this will be released after the game, but what's your prediction for the uh, Celtics uh, Cavs uh, tonight? Um, 
So we know that, like, I don't think, even this is a big, a quote unquote big game, I don't think LeBron really cares. I think he wants his team to play well. Uh, I think the Cavs have been uh, kind of embarrassed lately. So they're, they're, they're probably going to bring it. But at the same time, I think Boston's playing really, really well. Um, I'm going to, I think Boston, it's going to be a close game. Boston to pull away late. So I think Celtics going to pull this one away. Yeah, I mean, I feel like this, it's the nature of the back-to-back, and that Cav- the Cavaliers are going to conk Ger- like everybody loss. does. So, so in my my feeling is that the moral victory is the first half. Do they come out and show us some better defense, better communication? Uh, and by the way, Thompson could be injured because he's looked really bad defending the rim as well. I mean, I mean, yes. granted, when you're looking at only makes against them, like I did, almost mm. like hundreds and hundreds. And, but you start to see a pattern where it's like Tristan Thompson's, you know, challenging and not stopping that. And it's weird because usually he's pretty good at that, um, you know, even though I'm not looking at only the misses either. But still, it just seems strange. So if his hand is hurt and he's kind of a little bit, you know, doesn't want to quite extend because he's afraid the ball's going to hit it or something, that would make sense. Um, and, but by the way, without him in there, I don't see how their defense gets any better tonight. That's actually I was going to change my 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 prognosis where I was like, oh, I think they'll pull away late. Uh, Tristan Thompson provides two things that Boston can't stop. Uh, he he attacks the boards voraciously and rim protection, and, and uh, he gives them rim protection. And Boston's like a donut. Al Horford, I love his game, but he's you know he's not really an interior presence right now. And Boston's one of the worst rebound teams in the league. So without Tristan Thompson, I I really do like Boston's chances. So I, that even gives me uh, makes me more confident that Boston's going to pull this out. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Well. Uh, Snotty, James, uh, I can't thank you enough for getting on here and doing this. This is great. And you know what? You're going to have to come on for some live shows on Periscope uh, while we do the, the playoffs. So can you make yourself available? Um, anytime you need me, Coach, you know I'm there. All right, cool. Because we're going to do a ton of stuff out there, if you're listening out there, uh, for uh, a lot of live production stuff. You come on with Skype, you'll be, you know, you're, everybody will be talking. We'll be analyzing during and after, before the games. Uh, so I'm going to need all hands on deck to get all this stuff covered. So uh, thanks again. Uh, everybody, make sure you follow James over on Twitter. It's Naughty Drippin'. Uh, and if you follow my timeline, you'll see him pop up pretty quick. So don't worry about that. <laughs> and uh, James, I, uh, thanks again. And, uh, well, you know, we will see you very soon. Always a pleasure, Coach. Thanks for having me on. Uh, let's look forward to a good game tonight. Absolutely. And don't forget, sports fans, at B-Ball Breakdown, we're not a channel. We're a conversation. You win. You win, James. Coach, you know I'm in. Mean.